New message from Drew. There is a truck at the entrance to the street. Oh. Just gonna get up ahead here because Drew has got a box and he needs to get to me, so. He's got to go the long way. Chubby, chubby. Going on now with all these restrictions, yeah. Uh, Rightio, so we've got the police waving to us. We might get on. Yeah. <laughs> I think. How are you, champion? Yeah, good, mate, good. Sorry about that, mate. That street's an absolute... No, it is, especially with all these roadworks going on. Oh, yeah, I hope you don't mind if I'm recording. Uh, is this the, the Aussie podcast? It is, mate. The Aussie Uber podcast. Been going about six weeks. That's fine, mate. Now, what are you up to today? Um, I'm going to a job interview in Chippendale. Where are you interviewing? Uh, it's actually a small startup from the UK called Float. Yeah. Um, they do, like, cash flow forecasting kind of software. Yeah, nice. Um, something I don't really understand yet, but... Uh, uh, you'll, you'll get there. Yeah, exactly. You'll get there. We'll sneak down this... Uh, little left-hand this little left-hand lane. Yeah. Oh, we're good to go. Perfect. How long have you been... What, what's driven there, the, the the podcast, if I am if I may ask? Mate, please. I mean, I, uh, it's, I it's quit corporate. Idea. I like it. Thank you. I love that. That's awesome to hear. I quit corporate six months ago, seven months ago to drive Uber full-time. Yeah. And then, you know, I thought, bugger it. I mean, I've been saying to my mates that I knock around with, I say, I'm going to do a podcast because you meet so many amazing people. Yeah, yeah. And, mate, life's too short not to do the things you want to do. I was about to say, you know, if you're enjoying it, I mean, it would be, you would meet a, a hell of a bunch of people, wouldn't you, that, that uh, you you wouldn't normally get exposure to, as you say, walking working in a corporate job. Well, invariably, the people you meet are just awesome people that have great stories. Yeah. Everyone's got a story, but crazy times. I was about to say, especially at the moment, you know, it's, the state of the world that everyone needs a you know a bit of an outlet don't they that's it mate so if again if my podcast for half an hour excuse me the sun <coughs> excuse me the sun's <coughs> very bright it's not covid mate it's just the sun yeah no i'm the same i was i was on the train yesterday and i get bad hay fever <laughs> and i couldn't stop sneezing i was getting the dirtiest looks from everyone there'd be people like, diving for cover yeah that's right i'm like i swear to god i'm fine yeah no i get it um, but yeah, so for half an hour a day, if people get a bit of a bit of a kick out of it, that's that's good enough for me, mate. Yeah, good enough for me. I mean, mate, like it's, it's it is hard times. I moved to London at the start of this year. Yeah. Um, to take up a kind of a another sa- a sales gig, like at, at another startup, but in London. And then you know, obviously, we had to shut down because we sold to like hospitality businesses and lockdown. No one was spending any money, so the business kind of shut down. And I was like, geez, I don't know anyone in London, got no, nothing going on here. So we had to come back. And we were actually the first, mid-flight, they changed the rules that we needed to go into quarantine. So when we landed... You're kidding. When we landed, yeah, there's just a lines of police and the army there and they're line, line up this way. And then they were trying to take us out one door. And then they were like, no, nah, there's too much media out that door. Everyone line up, go, the, go to the other end of the airport. No they're way. They're hustling us onto buses. They're like, oh, yeah, 20 people a bus. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, that's not going to work. That's too many people. Ten people a bus. And then they were like, fuck, we don't have enough buses. Thirteen people a bus. And then, oh, it, was, it, was, it was ridiculous. Um, so where did you end up staying when you first got here? I stayed at the Hilton, luckily. So I wasn't too bad. I, I wasn't hard done by. What was the 14 days like, though? It was tough. Cause what I'm did a, you do? I'm a, well, I so I'm lucky that I had obviously been moved move my whole life to London was moving back. So I had 
you know, my Xbox, my laptop, just plugged it into the TV. Happy so, days. Yes, yeah, so I was okay, but the people in the apartment next to me, they just been on a two week holiday, so they he just had a backpack and a phone. And we we luckily we on the bus to the Hilton, we started a WhatsApp group, like the, a couple of us, and we were messaging each other. And he, he said by the end of it, like he was like seven stir, days, stir in, he was really going stir crazy, like honestly, like really really struggling and, and you know having some fucking tough thoughts just because you know you haven't seen a face for. What, like seven days? Like, yeah, you FaceTime people or whatever, but... So how do they drop food off? They just... you. They just... Um, they'd knock on the door and you'd and have to... And then run. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> It'd be six o'clock in the morning and you'd hear a knock on the door and then there'd be a little box of food out there. What was the food like? The first three days, it was really, really rubbish. But then I'm assuming that enough people, like, said something and then they got, like bit of a catering company to, to sort it out and it was okay from then so when so you didn't see a face for 14 days no no they had like two army guys at the fire exit at the um uh at the elevators and at the other fire exit on every floor so oh, did, soon, you, did you open the door and peek out yeah yeah, yeah. We, we, as soon as you open the door they're screaming at you going crazy to shut the door and get back in your room Wow. Yeah, Whereas was, in Melbourne, they decided the best thing to do was have some of the security guys have sex start, with start shagging with yeah, them. That's yeah, that's right. Exactly. So Slightly different, mate. Yeah. Slightly yeah, different. I, mean, <laughs> I wow. didn't see any of the security guards I'd want to shag, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. So, okay. So, they tell you your time's up. What, yeah. ha- what happens? Oh, uh, well, so we got a letter saying, like, you know, if you, got, if you were on this flight... Um, you're free to go tomorrow and every couple of days they'd come and check your temperature or whatever. Uh, oh, are they all dressed in the hazmats and that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was It was honestly, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, so what were you, for work, what were you doing at the time? Nothing. So you're just unpaid, yeah. but sitting at the Hilton? Yeah. So, okay, so for two weeks, same sheets? Uh, so they, they, what they would do is every four days... They would say, like, say over the speakers, okay, like, this room, like, 304, 305, go in the bathroom and close the door. And then they'd have, like, people in hazmat suits come in, like, spray all your room with, like, disinfectant and then change all the sheets and stuff. It was full on. It was a well-oiled machine. After a while, the first three days were not well-oiled at all. But, you know, after that, it got like a, you know, they, they got in their routine and they found what worked. <laughs> How much? What were you playing on Xbox? I was playing The Witcher Three. Smashed it. Yeah, yeah. Finished the whole game. Oh, <laughs> I, I, well, you know, you'd wake up in the morning, like you know, do a bit of a workout or whatever. But like, what workout can you really do in just a room with nothing in it? But bench, a bed? bench press the bed. That's right, exactly. Like you're doing a couple of push-ups, whatever. Um, I love it. And then you just sit there all day, like there's nothing else to do. What else? <laughs> What else did you play on Xbox then? Nothing. That I would literally just wake up at like seven, play that till like seven at night, and <laughs> just go to bed again. Like eat my eat my meals. What was the thing? What was the meal you loved the most? Uh, could you I, could you order anything? Was it? You, no, no. You, 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 whatever, whatever you got, you serve. You don't like seafood? They give you fish. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm not a big fan of eggs, and nearly every second morning it was a little quiche thing. So I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> 
It was a bit of a joke. Okay, but, what was the one you liked, though? What was the meal you thought, okay, I'll eat that every day if I have to? There was like a, a rice and chicken and beans, like a little Mexican thing. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> that was actually okay. Did you leave a review for the hotel? No, no. I, honestly, the first day I was like, this is a joke because <laughs> they just like obviously went across the road to the um, little 7-Eleven or whatever and bought like... A banana. The, yeah, a banana and those little froze, like fridged sandwiches. You yeah, know? beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. They're lovely. No, they're, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> After you've been stuck on a plane for 24 hours... Oh, and the plane was worse because the catering company that obviously normally caters for the BA planes in London was obviously shut down. So the only food you got for the whole 24-hour flight was whatever they could buy at the WH Smith in the airport. <laughs> it was shocking. I what, mean, what sort did you have then? It was like literally like a Kit Kat. Um, <laughs> like a fucking Kit Kat. I don't Kat. mean to laugh, mate, but no, that's, no, that's hilarious. No, it is a bit funny, mate. Honestly, like a fucking Kit Kat, more of those packaged sandwiches... Or like those little cheese and crackers in a little Yeah, thing. they're good. They're, they're good. Yeah, they were all right. <laughs> but no grog, nothing. So it was, I was about to ask, was there any, any piss in the hotel? Nah, uh, uh, in the hotel, but you could only get the room service one. So it was like 60 bucks for a bottle of wine. You, you pay for it. You pay it. I did, yeah. I did. I Every was, day. <laughs> no, I, I was, what, what I was, was like, the earliest you had a drink? Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, uh, mate. 9.30 in the morning. Like, what else are you going to do? I was like... Smashing PlayStation, drinking the $60 wine. Yeah. That's, that's worth $12. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I did, I did have it pretty good. <laughs> uh, how, how much was your bill when you left? Oh, it was big. It was like 520 bucks or something. It was pretty big, yeah. But that would have all been piss. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Yeah. I love it. So, so there you go, Drew. That's what—that's the vagary of who you pick up in cars. <laughs> yeah. You just don't know their story, mate. No, mate, when we turn right here, I'm just going to pull into that little car park. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. And then I'll swing around. You jump out, grab your stuff, and get going. Yeah, no worries, mate. mate. Good luck with the interview. Yeah, cheers, mate. Listen to the podcast. Let us know what you think. I will. I'll give it a follow. You on Spotify? I'm on Spotify. That little icon down there. Go to yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Grab your Spotify out. Yeah. And um, scan that code. Go to the search button. There's a little camera on the right-hand corner. Yeah. And you're good to go. Okay, cool. That's you want to grab that box out? Yeah, mate, I'll grab All right, that. champion. Have a great day. Thanks. You too, mate. See you, mate. That was Drew. He was an absolute cracker. Caught up in the COVID uh, hotel stuff. <laughs> he was a good laugh, that lad. I liked him. Next job of the day. And it's come up as Kim Kim. I'm pretty sure it should only be Kim, but come up as Kim Kim. Maybe it is Kim Kim. We'll soon find out. We will soon find out. Just going past Kerr Lewis in a second, the street where Abstacker does his best work. So Abstacker, he was our first celebrity chat, and he was great. He was just great. Some good feedback so far from the podcast. It's fantastic. It is a beautiful day. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's nine degrees outside in Bondi. <clears throat> Stunning day, but it's going to be really cold. It's going to be really cold, actually. And tomorrow is going to be a little bit colder and raining. Great day for an Uber driver. Jump in the car early. Smash it out. I might have to say to my awesome friend that I can't do breakfast especially if it's raining because that is just money for old rope at the moment cash is king so we'll get up here on the left 
just see if Kim is coming. Oh, there she is. Morning, Kim Kim. Good morning. How are you going? Good, thank you. Now, I need to ask. There's some hand sanitizer in the back there. Yes. Is it Kim Kim? Yes. It is Kim Kim. <laughs> Very imaginative mother. Is that right? Where are you, where are you from? Korea. Is that well, right? yeah, Korea. I was born in Korea, but never really lived in Korea, but every other country in the whole world. You've got a bit of an American accent, is it? Or is it? Yes. Yeah. I come from Texas. Oh, hello. The Lone Star. That's right. So I can say howdy. Howdy. That's awesome. How long have you been in Australia for? Oh my gosh, I've been here about 28 years. Oh, you lost the accent then? I've lost my accent a lot and I'm st people still catch it for oh, some 100%, reason. yeah. You are as American as they come. Really? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you first said it, I was like, yeah, USA. I'm sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry. There's nothing wrong with you guys. There's only a couple of people over there that have got it wrong. True. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. But it's funny, I've come from Texas, so like when I have like two, three glasses of wine, I turn very southern for some reason. Is that right? <laughs> so what brought you to Australia then? Uh it's called the Australian Men. Hello. Yes. And uh what do you think of them? It didn't work out. Oh. <laughs> okay. Found out that men are actually all the same universal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just a different accent. Yes, the accent got me. Is that right? <laughs> well, fair enough. So, how are you? How are you tracking now? Have you found love? No. no that's fair enough. Life, um, life's too short to worry yes, about actually, it. Yes, actually, I will say yes. I found love in my career, which is sad, but I love what I do. What do you do? I'm a nurse. Awesome. We need more of you. <laughs> we need more nurses. I'm an aged care nurse as well, and I love my aged care. I love my elderlies. They're so gorgeous. Yeah, they are. I they just, are. They're doing it tough at the moment, though, aren't they? Yeah, we, we are. Yeah, they are. Actually. Yeah. yeah. How's the facility where you are? We're good. We yeah. have all the precautions, so we haven't knocked on wood. Touch but, wood. Yeah. Touch wood. But um, we're doing well. We're awesome. Doing well. So what made you get into being a nurse? Um, That's a very good question. When I was 13... Just a few years ago. Yes, just very few years ago. Like every school girls or boys do, we do book reports. Yep. Um, I did on Florence Nightingale. Is that right? And I've been wanting to be a nurse since then. That is an awesome story. I like that. So what was it about Florence Nightingale, though, that, that sparked your interest? That you helped the helpless. And that actually meant a lot for me. Oh, that's an awesome story. Like and that. funny, when I started nursing, I've, I had this thing that I was going to be a pediatric nurse because I love babies. Yeah. But when you're a nursing student, the first placement they put you is aged care. Is that right? Is, is that just to whet the appetite? And to yeah, sort of... yeah. And when I went to aged care, it was like, that's it. I love aged care. And I've never looked back. And here I am doing aged care and loving it every minute. Surely the tough part though is seeing the aged pass away. No, it's the most uh, honoring, honoring time. People think that, but to see and provide them the best journey to death. Really? And best wow. quality journey to death given to them is the most honoring position to be in. 
Oh, that's 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 a beautiful way to look at. It. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it from a, 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 I guess an objective point of view where yeah, where if you're in that space and surely you get sad though. We all do. Um, like I tell my colleagues, okay, so when they pass away, I still cannot stay in the room when the undertakers take them away because I cannot see them being zipped up. That's so part I still cannot handle. Yeah. And like I tell my colleagues, if the day comes where you don't shed a tear or your heart is broken a little bit because of a passing of an elderly person is the day you need to change your career. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Because I, I would assume a lot of these elderly people as well have lived amazing lives and some of them probably don't have anybody there at the end. No, they don't. And the sad part is, the lo- um, it's not going to say all of them, some of them just... It feels like they dumped their loved mother or father at one stage who looked after them and they forget about them. Um, like first few, like I'll say for six months when yep. they're in nursing home, they'll come and visit them on a daily or second daily and then it becomes weekly and then it monthly, monthly and then, then it becomes them. annually wow. and then it becomes never. That's a bit sad. Yeah. What's yeah. the oldest person? You've uh, looked after. Hundred and three. Wow. And she was amazing. She was still walking. And she's still cognitively alert. She's seen everything, hasn't she? Yeah. And her stories are amazing. That's what I love about the elderly. Even dementia residents, I love. They have dementia, but you can tap into it once in a while that they come out of dementia. Yeah. You actually see that person for that few minutes and you actually have a conversation. That's it awesome. It's just amazing. That is incredible. Right, let me get around the corner here just on the left. Yes. <clears throat> well, it's funny because there was a 100-year-old gentleman on the radio yesterday talking about how he lost one of his friends in the war. And back then, you never said goodbye. You just said, see you later. I have a couple of those residents who still grief for their colleagues yeah that's incredible isn't it it is and this was in the war and he was a a, a pilot in the war yeah and yeah. he he went and never came back so just Isn't incredible it is it's a, really it's, sad it's i love my job well that's great it's not a job it's a career there you go well have a great day and it was lovely chatting to you thank you go you texans <laughs> see you darling see you have Bye. a good day thank you you too bye bye Fifth job of the morning, and it's uh, Jack. 22 minute trip, we don't mind that. It's gotta be the city, you think, from where we're going, Bronte. Lovely, 22 minutes with Jack. He came back with a message saying, yeah, easy. When I said thanks, be there shortly. This could be good. Rightio, just turning left here, 100 meters to Jack. Right, there you are, champion. My man. Jump in, brother. Uh, How are you, Jack? How you going? All right, boss. Yourself? Yeah, good. Mate, some hand sanitizer in the back? Yeah, easy. What's happening on uh, on your plate today, mate? What's going on? Off to college this morning. Well, what are you learning? I'm at film school. Oh, hello. Yeah. How long have you been there for? Um, only for the year now, starting in Jan. What made you get into that, champ? 
Well, I was going to start off going to sort the family business, which is pubs, family do pubs. Yeah, what, what's, what's wrong with getting into those? I love it, but it's not the passion. Okay, no, fair yeah. enough. So... What pubs do the family own? Central Coast, so Grand Wyong, stuff like that. Oh, so it's just got the small joints? Yeah, but it's good. Uh, yeah, we're doing it's film school now. Do everything from... It's a diploma in screen and media. Yep. Do everything from writing to how to manage a camera, editing, whatnot. Okay, so what are you doing today? What's, what's the... I've got editing this morning. Yeah. And I've got directing actors later on. So that's just learning how to direct actors, really. Yeah, right, okay. I'm hoping to get a job soon on some camera work or just running coffee around, you know. Mate, so, there's nothing wrong with starting at the bottom. Exactly. Invariably, if you do the right thing by these people, they'll remember you and uh, you'll do okay in the end. Now, what time do you have to be there, boss? Uh, by we, nine. We, so don't want, we don't want one of these little demerit things. No, no, I should be right. Well, no, we'll be okay, mate. Yeah. We'll be okay. By hook or by crook, I'll get yeah. you there. So, you, are you by yourself here in Bronte? Uh, I'm with my mum. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. What does your mum do? Um, she does a bit of stand-up now. Stand-up comedy? Yeah. She's just starting off, but she's getting there. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she does. Do you want to get, what, what, what's her name? Give a shout-out to her. Uh, Joanne Wilmot. Joanne Wilmot. M-O-T. That is too funny. How's she going? She's going well. Yeah, I've been to a couple of her gigs. She's done a couple in Surrey Hills. She's got one actually at the Bondi Pavilion, not too far from now. Um, does she take the piss out of you? Yeah, she does. Does she? Yeah, she'll just like, um, there'll be just situations in which she'll just write something down because I said something too funny, like especially when she's thinking about like a teenage boy or something like that, <laughs> yeah. So wh- where's dad? Uh, I didn't grow up with dad. Okay. But um, um, I haven't seen dad in years, but I did actually meet up with him not too long ago. How'd that go for you, mate? It was weird. It was, weak. It was actually pretty funny. We got along well. Um, How come you haven't seen him, mate? And the reason I ask is I was adopted when I was younger, mm. and I haven't seen my natural dad since the age of six. Oh, okay. And my adopted father. About the same age. I was eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, what was it like when you met him? You said it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It was we. So my parents were never married. Okay. Yeah, my daddy's got other kids, but um, we didn't see each other for yeah since I was eight until this year. But were, um, were you nervous? Yeah, well, bloody hell, I was nervous. Um, but it was it was good. Like he apologised and we talked through everything. Um, what was the hardest thing for you to deal with, like not having seen him in so long? Probably just, in a way, it'd be what he thought of me. You know, and what, like even though he's not been there and I shouldn't have to rely on him, in a way, I still think what he thought of me. You know. And what did he, I mean, how did that pan out in the conversation? Well, he said to me, he said to me, he's perfect son he could ever have, so. Mate, that's awesome. That's an awesome story, my man. Yeah. How is your mum with you meeting him? She doesn't know. Doesn't know. <laughs> okay. What, what do you think she'd say if you, if, okay, what she's made you. always told me she'd be fine with it. Okay. What made you, what, what made you want to connect with him? I think he reached out to me months before. We'd been talking for a bit. That's pretty cool that he's reached out, though. Yeah. That, um, from I think from a dad's perspective, yeah, or from a parent's perspective, to reach out to a, a son or daughter you haven't seen in a long time, that's got to be tough for them. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I I would hate to be in that position. Um, I've got two daughters. I, I separated from their, the, the girl's mum, which is fine. That's just life. Mm. Um, but that's a big move for your dad. 
Yeah, it is. After he after is all those years. Still up in Port Macquarie. Okay. Yeah, so he drove down. Um, even wow. he said he was pretty nervous. As of course well. he was, yeah. man. Of course he was. Uh, has your mum moved on? Uh, yeah, she's got a boyfriend now. Yeah, nice. And they're going well. Are you, so are you an only child? Only child, yeah. I got half brothers, but yeah. sisters, but no, I, I get it, man. I get it. Yeah. Wow, that's that's I like that, mate. I mean, I'm, more power to you. So have you mm. have you spoken to him since? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been texting since. Yeah, and I've actually because I don't know that side of my family very well, um, but I've actually got in contact with my cousin as well. Yeah. So and he, he's two years old. He's twenty. I'm only eighteen. But um, yeah, he he's a cool, dude. So yeah, we've been talking quite a bit as well. There you go, mate. There you go. That's what it's all about, mate. Yeah. That's an awesome thing for you guys to uh, to reach out to each other. Yeah, it was quite what? funny because um, I'd say something like, I said, um, oh, it's weird, you kind of look like me. And he said, no, you kind of look like me. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I think that's the way it works, yeah. mate. I think that's the way it works. Was, when he, had you seen a picture of him before you met him? Yeah, I did, yeah. Did he, he sent one through to say, look, this is me? And oh, I've seen, I've got like old photos laying around, um, just like old family photos. Uh, so I've seen a couple of those, yeah. So how old is he, if you don't mind me asking? He's only 40. Oh, so he had me pretty young. So he was 22 when he had me. That's crazy, man. That is great. So what's the next step for you and your dad? What do you think is going to happen? Well, because of COVID, it's a bit of an issue because like he's up in Port and I'm down here in Sydney. Yeah. So it's the distance that's a bit of an issue. So, But, mate, don't lose contact. No, no, 100%. I'm always in texting and whatnot. So, that's it, yeah. mate. That's good. Because yeah. worst case scenario, I mean, it's just another shoulder to, to lean on. Yeah. You know, another, another yeah. person to speak to. Um. This will probably make the podcast at yeah. some point, Matty. Um, I think I, I guess what I need to ask you is though, if, if 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 this makes a podcast and you haven't told your mum, yeah, I'm going to tell her. I've been telling her soon. Anyway. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. It'll be funny as well. I think. <laughs> Mate, that might make one of her routines. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. My lad's in an Uber talking to some random bloke about the fact that he he's gone and met his dad, and I don't know about it. <laughs> there you go, mum. There you go, Joe. There's some material for you. Uh, that's a good story, mate. That I really like good. that. There's not enough of that sort of stuff, mate. And especially in current times, uh, you've got to reach out to these people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you leave it with your dad? Last time you saw him? Yeah. He, we went went up well. Yeah, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. So what was the... Who, who, is he going to come back down to see you or are you just going to wait and see what happens with COVID before you work out where, where what the next see steps are? COVID. I've been thinking about going for a road trip around up the coast yeah. for a long time, so... Might as well do that. Take your mum with you. Yeah. <laughs> Meeting oh. a friend for lunch, you want to come? Yeah. Like. And she'd be like, what the fuck has just happened here? Yeah. That is too funny. There'd be people out there that have that sense of trepidation about reaching out to their, their parents or family, whoever it is. Mm. And I would suggest to them, don't ever have that trepidation. Yeah. Mate, you've done an awesome thing. And I think what you'll do, your your move will inspire others, I think, to... Yeah. Just to take that first step. And it may not work out as well as what yours has. Yeah. Um, but if it does, mate, that's a great thing. That's a great thing. Mate, well done to you, champion. Yeah, Honestly, well done. One. Have a good day, Jack. Good luck with the film stuff, mate. And keep an eye on the podcast, mate. So You'll be there. You. Catch you later. See you, brother. Well, that was Jack, and he was great. Well done, Jack. That was awesome, mate. Great bloke. So I'm away to my next job, looking for Tony. There he is. There's the big fella. 
Just waving across the road. I got you, mate. Sorry about that. All good, man. All That's good. All left here, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, we'll get that, mate. Thank you. I've done a bit of boarding. We've been doing a bit of boarding. Uh, I just skated down to the, what do you call it, hairdresser. Yeah, nice. I'm um, off to the dentist. Mate, you're killing it today. Yeah, and then I got a few meetings and then... Job done. Yeah. <laughs> How's your morning been? Mate, not too bad. You're my seventh job. Nice. And uh, there's some hand sanitizer in the back there for you, boss. Thank you very much. And the microphone in the middle is me recording for my podcast. Sick, dude. So That's I hope, awesome. I hope you don't mind. Absolutely, I don't mind. So, what's the, what do you do for career, mate? Give me that. Uh, I coach married business owners on how to get more from their marriage and their life. Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> how did you get into that? Uh, so, I've been coaching for eight years and I went through a lot of my own dramas. I was originally a personal trainer. Yep. And um, after coaching a lot of men, we coached over 2,000 in the first four years, I realized that there was a lot more to it than weight loss. And the biggest problems were mental, you know, not being in control of our thoughts and our feelings. I totally get it. Yeah. Mate, you, you may know a guy called Ben Abstacker Handsaker. Absolutely. So he was, so he, okay, he was in my car three days ago and he did a podcast with, for me. Oh, fantastic. So That's you, brilliant. You, you need to give it a listen because he, um, we went for a drive for an hour and a half. Amazing. He was my first celebrity chat. Yeah. yeah. And mate, that guy, is, he, is, he is one of the most inspirational blokes I've met. Oh, he's a legend. He, he always starts every conversation with happy Thursday or happy Friday. That's it. So I sent him a note. <laughs> I sent him a note saying, mate, happy Wednesday. Can you post? Here's the, the link to everything. Yeah. And he posted it uh, yesterday and it's just, it's killer. That's fantastic, it's man. Absolutely he's such a cool dude, man. Cool dude. It just so, fills you with energy every time you're around him. 100%, mate. <laughs> and he's got a great story. Yeah. A yeah, great story. He so, does. mate, a bit more about yourself then. What's the biggest thing you tell people mm. that if they're trying to fix their marriage or their business or when you talk about the mental side of it? Yes. What's their big, what, what's the biggest issue you find? Uh, not taking responsibility. In what, so, in what regard? Well, we play the blame game. So, it's our wife's you know, fault that we're having marriage problems or it's the business's fault that we're stressed instead of understanding that how we think and feel is directly in control, in our control, you yeah, know, like wow. we're in control of our thoughts and our feelings. And we tend to forget that. Like if we're stressed, we can change that. If we're depressed, we can change that. If we're anxious, we can change that. But it's very easy to palm that off. Of course it is. You know, it's very easy. And especially as men, like we're, we're not in tune with how we feel in our emotions. So we taking responsibility for how we feel is a big responsibility. So what was your biggest lesson for yourself though? You said you had a few troubles a few years ago. What was your, what was your biggest takeout from yourself? Well, it, it was that taking responsibility. I went through a massive breakup and I turned to drugs and alcohol as an escape, you know, substances to numb the truth. And the biggest thing for me was actually realizing that I could change things. I could change how I felt about myself as a man. I could find, I'm married now after four years after my breakup. Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. And yeah, just realizing that I could change everything. It, it sounds like a really simple lesson, but you'd be surprised how many of us struggle with that. Sometimes you know? the simplest things are the, are, are, are the biggest hurdles to jump. Absolutely. Like it's simple, but most of us don't implement it. Wow. And so how, yeah, how's the business really, going, mate? Really good, man. We, we, I'm loving it, especially during COVID. You know, it's, it's unfortunate everyone's struggling. But uh, there's a lot of men out there who want and need help right now. And it's going to get worse. You know, I think 
social media is not helping at all. <laughs> no, it's not. That's true. But you, like what you're doing here, it's it's helping because you're adding some positivity to the platform. You know, hundred percent. I'll follow you right now, man. I'll Please do, mate. That'd be that. awesome. And get and you need I wish to I give had a, an hour, <laughs> mate. You and me both. I mean, let's put a different location and we'll just get going. We'll just get well, going. I've got an appointment in eight minutes, <laughs> mate. We'll have you there in five. But. Uh, Aussie Uber, that's yeah, yeah, but give the podcast to listen to, mate, because Ben was just—he was phenomenal, and he talked about his struggles with depression, and I did the same about when I separated from my ex three and a half years ago. Yes, and for me, the biggest issue with my separating from my ex is not having my kids all the time. Yes, one of the biggest challenges men will ever face. Yeah, and I mean, I—I I, I, I was and am still a very hands-on dad. Yeah, and the reason why I quit corporate seven months ago to drive Uber full time. Amazing, and it's phenomenal. Good on mate, you. That's it's, so cool. it's a sweet gig. So, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, depression piece is, is a tough one, isn't it? Because obviously, when you're in that state, you don't feel like doing anything. You're you're in this pit of despair. You know, when when I went through that, I didn't see a way out. I just thought it'd be easier to not be around. You know. So what? So those those dark thoughts. Yep. And Ben was talking about those as well as as was I in some regard. Mm. What brought you back? It's really ironic. I got a phone call from my dad who was never around and uh, I was telling him how I was just thinking about it would be easier to not be here. The pain was too much, etc., etc. And I'll never forget. He said, Tony, it's just a phase. I understand what you're going through, but you've got so much more to give and so much more life to live. And I'm paraphrasing here, but I, that stuck with me for the rest of my life. You have so much more to give and so much more life to live. And you don't really consider that when you're depressed because you realize that or you think that there's nothing more for you out there. <laughs> you know, what's the point of being here? I totally get it. And then when you look at it from the perspective of there's so much more life to live, like part of the heartbreak and the breakdown of the relationship, that's part of the beauty of life. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really hard to understand when you're going through heartbreak, <laughs> and especially like, if there's kids involved. <laughs> and I get it. I mean, my, my the, the metaphor, I guess, that I stand by, it's all about sliding doors. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, yeah, you yeah. may not want to go through that door today, but fuck the amazing shit that you may see on the yes. other side. Yes. You don't see it today. Yeah. But for every bad door you go through, there's going to be an awesome door at some point. And I love every day. Every day I love. Yeah. I'm a shit bloke at times. There's no doubt about it. We all are. <laughs> we all are. But I'm learning to, yeah. to manage that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, mate, it's a phenomenal life we have. It is. And that what you just said, the word love, that's what brought you back. And that's actually what brought me back. Awesome. It's this idea of love, love for the kids, love for yourself, love for your future partner. It sounds cheesy because men don't talk about love. No, of course we don't. That's the reason we're here. hundred <laughs> percent, mate. Tony, Pleasure it's awesome. Name, it's Christian. Christian. We'll do, we'll do one of those. We'll eh? do one of those, mate. <laughs> Stay Christian, safe. Pleasure to meet you. Hopefully you we'll catch up again soon. No doubt about I'll it. Chat to a follow, so flick me a message. Please yeah. do, mate. Please Have do. And you'll be on the Christian. podcast somewhere, boss. Yeah, absolutely. Take Cheers, champion. Well, that was Tony, and man, he's a he's a great bloke. Um, little double pump to him. Uh, yeah, he was awesome. I really like Tony. He obviously knows the Abstacker, Ben. When you hear this, Tony, bit of a marriage coach. There he goes on his skateboard. He's just cruising that bloke. But it's true. You just we just don't do enough as blokes to talk about the stuff that we probably should talk about a little bit more. Awesome chat with him. Awesome chat with him. It's been one of those mornings. First was Drew. <laughs> he was a cracking lad, that one. Uh, stuck in the COVID hotel. Ended up playing a shed load of Xbox and drinking wine. And 
you know, what else can you do when you're stuck there for 14 days? But good story there, matey. Well done to you, champion. Next one is Kim Kim. She was, uh, she's beautiful. Just a, a beautiful soul. Uh, working in the aged care space, and she absolutely loves it. And her inspiration was Florence Nightingale. So I really enjoyed that chat with Kim Kim. Jack, mate, uh, that was a, a just a wonderful story that you spoke about. Uh, I'll be interested to see what your mum thinks when she hears that uh, you reconnected with your dad after 10 years. But, mate, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. I think you should be really proud of that. Uh, mate, it's a big step for both of you and your old man to take, and uh, congratulations to you both. Then there was Tony. Tony, mate, uh, you got in the car from the moment you jumped in. Uh, you were all uh, all enthusiasm, and, mate, it was great to, great to uh, catch up with you. And I'm sure you're going to knock everything you do out of the park, mate. You've got a great energy about you. And well done to you. So congratulations on the marriage. And uh, good luck with uh, with everything that you touch, mate. I'm sure it'll uh, all come to gold. So what a day. What a fantastic day. I really can't complain. It just goes to show you that this is what this job's all about. It's just the people you meet, the places you go, and the things you see. So uh, we need to fight another day. And let's see where that offers us. Just a, a final message to all those listeners out there. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Be grateful if you can subscribe, rate, and review. We've had some fantastic feedback so far, and the podcast has touched many people by the looks, which is great. Uh, for those that have donated through the Patreon donate button on the webpage, sincerely grateful. There are costs involved in getting this up and running, and we look to uh, produce more content for you in the coming weeks.